0: What's Good Friends List episode 56 of the Game Pass Gamecast coming at you. After months of anticipation, the Xbox Game Showcase has finally come and gone, and man did we get a ton of info. From the gameplay revealed Halo Infinite and the series approach to open world sandbox gameplay while keeping its classic roots, to Obsidian's new first person fantasy RPG avowed that looks to fill the Elder Scrolls void, to finally seeing the review of the newest entry in the Fable franchise headed by Playground Games we break down everything that Microsoft brought to the table from what appears to be one of many showcases leading to the launch of the Xbox Series X. Plus, Metacritic is putting a new embargo on fan reviews, Microsoft is ditching both the Xbox One X and 12-month Xbox Live Gold memberships, and Microsoft Flight Simulator goes old school with its physical release. All of this and much more on the newest episode of the Game Pass Gamecast. (laughs) Now the fun begins. Watch it. Welcome back to another episode of the Game Pass, GameCast, your weekly go-to podcast for all things Xbox, Xbox Game Pass, PC gaming, and more, including news, rumors, and conversation around them. Damn good video games. You can catch new episodes of the show when they drop each and every Friday morning on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and all other major podcast services. So be sure to subscribe to us, rate us, review us, follow us, all that jazz, wherever you get a podcast at, and follow us on Twitter at gpgc podcast stay up to date with everything regarding the show video games like and our dope giveaways i am your host as always travis white aka Travelist on most internet platforms joining me back in action the dynamic duo my partner in crime mike p pack mike what's good what's going on what's been what's what's going on on this very xbox fueled thursday to say the least, and I mean that on a broad range of emotions, I guess.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's great to be back. Obviously, last week, uh, sometimes real-life things just kind of, you know, happen, but I was happy. That that fucking
0: chill Adam Marsh had to come in here and, you know, had to pull the old boy out of retirement, you know. (laughs) Uh, I'm very happy that he was able to step in in my... No, no, uh, absolutely. Adam's the best, man. He came in, crushed it, like he always does.
1: Yeah, so, uh, for me, um, not much has changed, uh, I have extensively troubleshot my computer because I was getting little micro-freezes that were, like, 5 to 10 seconds of just complete lock-up, and then it would just, like, behave, and then it would just, you know, come back like nothing was wrong. Yeah, I saw that, I
0: saw you talking about that in our group chat the other day with some of our friends. Did you get any resolution out of that?
1: Well, I've been fighting it for a while, I- pulled a my my graphics card out i put in my old graphics card i did all kinds of things Uh and i wound up getting uh you know i wound up just doing a complete and total clean install of windows on my computer Uh and everything and as of now it seems like it is behaving properly so fingers crossed that's all behind me but um because i was really looking forward to purchasing neo Mm-hmm. and playing through that game but as of now i've just been playing a steady diet of halo 3 mm-hmm. and mixing in a little bit of age of empires also on top of that but yeah as of right now just playing a ton of halo yeah
0: yeah and uh, for good reason halo 3 at least in my in my time with it my limited time i should say with it on pc uh because adam and i talked a little bit about about it last week obviously with the release coming out and everything like that i didn't get a chance to talk to you too much about the actual hard release of it i guess too much uh i'm a big fan of it so far on pc um i I think it feels pretty good but granted i'm also a casual player uh in terms of our playing styles i guess for the most part Um,
1: filthy casual filthy
0: casual you know um you know it's to me it's more i'm playing more campaign i'm all but at the same time i'm playing when i play multiplayer i'm playing a lot of social games i'm playing a lot of i still will play some ranked games i will play ranked matchmaking at times but i'm playing more social games when i do play a lot of you know variety i guess games you know how has it been i guess with the final release after now you've sank your teeth into it a bit you know how were how are your overall thoughts i guess with the release on pc
1: Overall, uh, I'm pretty excited about it. It's a lot of fun. It's a pretty stable build of the game, uh, much more so than the Xbox. Um, I did enjoy the Insider probably more than I've been enjoying the full release. I feel like once more people got access to it and their servers are being stretched thin, I feel like some of the best things about the Insider, the shot registration and other things have kind of gone by the wayside. But overall, I'm just really stoked that it was a pretty clean release all things considered there wasn't anything like super game breaking still present in the game um from what i've heard i've heard that the campaign plays really smooth i feel like the multiplayer plays really well so overall i'm just really excited about about it and i'm happy for all the halo fans that have been kind of there's some big time streamers that have been playing it a little bit more just kind of getting back into it and i'm excited for them because they seem like they're enjoying it also and that that's great for the game as a whole, getting more exposure to bigger streamers is something that we've been missing, and it's great to see some of those older players come back, Mm -hmm. um, especially with infinite news coming out today. Mm -hmm. No,
0: definitely, and we'll definitely be going in balls deep on a lot of that here coming up on the show. Uh, That's obviously going to be our big topic for the week here, but uh, on my end, uh, as a lot of you guys know who are listening and because we had some tuning in yesterday, Um, we started a new Let's Play series on Wednesdays, uh, we're going through playing all of the Halo games leading up to Halo Infinite, um, started yesterday with, obviously, Halo CE on Legendary Playthroughs, um, played for about two and a half hours or so, they'll usually be somewhere around that range. I think I, at least my math with it, and I budgeted out to, okay, we're expecting mid-November, is when this when Halo Infinite's probably going to release? That's probably when the Xbox Series X is going to come out. So boiled it down to that that it'll like come right up on that if we play once a week or whatever. So Wednesdays moving forward, we're, we're going to have that. Um, one of us will be playing Halo. It will probably be me every Wednesday over at least right now on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv TV slash Travis Travlis underscore. Um, we'll eventually be soft launching our Twitch account as well uh, for the show, but. To be quite honest, I just didn't get the graphics done in time and I didn't want to mess with it. So, um, that'll eventually be taken care of and it'll be eventually phased over to there. But, uh, yeah, so every Wednesday we're going to be doing that. But, so I've been playing Halo CE. I've been going back and playing that. Um, outside of that too, um, Adam and I kind of talked about it last week, I was excited for Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, that's obviously a PS4 game, so I'm not going to go into that. I've been p- playing a lot of that too. Um, but i also been getting, trying to get into Sea of Thieves as well. Um, a game that I've never really like. I've always just like dipped a toe in really quick and got out. Never actually tried to fully commit. Never tried to actually want to get in and like fully get into that ecosystem and that world that's there. That live service that they offer. Um, and I love Rare, so I've been kind of itching to get into have a game like that that I could play on stream. I could play with our community. I can do things like that. Because um, I've been thinking, oh, well, I could do a Sea of Saturday or something on our stream or whatever. And, uh, you know, Saturday mornings, that could be something we do. But uh, it's something I want to get into. I only got to play a little bit, but I'm planning on probably playing that Saturday on stream. So look forward to that. Um, outside of that, that's pretty much been it. Uh, unfortunately, I know that's the Cardinal Sin. Some people like to think for some reason of talking on xbox show i've been playing a ps4 game mostly um just because it's fucking great but um but yeah so at least on the xbox front it's been kind of quiet but it's going to start ramping up as we start kind of getting into all the rigmarole that's going to be going on with xbox leading up to the series x so uh mike outside of that i think it's time for button mash let's head into some quick hit news stories here before we head into are big topics. Well, I say big topics, but for this week, there's one big topic that we're going to be <laughs> talking about. Um, but let's let's hit on some of these quick hits first. So, Microsoft has announced that in the lead up to the Xbox Series X, the company will cease production on the Xbox One X and the Xbox One S All-Digital Edition. The standard Xbox One S will be manufactured and available for purchase moving forward, which is pretty fucking wild if you ask me, that's kind of ass-backwards, but we'll talk talk about that once we kind of roll through this. Microsoft is officially no longer selling 12-month Xbox Live Gold plans ahead of the Xbox Series X's launch. Microsoft confirmed the change to trueachievements.com, stating that even though the 12-month plan is not being sold, at this time, the three-month and one-month plans are still available for purchase. Quote, at this time, Xbox has decided to remove the 12-month Xbox Live Gold SKU from the Microsoft Online Store, Microsoft representative said. Customers can still sign up for one-month or three-month Xbox Live Gold subscriptions online through the Microsoft Store. Metacritic, the popular review aggregates website, has decided to delay user reviews for new games until 36 hours after they've been released in defense against quote-unquote review bombing. That yeah. saw all ahead of The Last of Us 2 and stuff because, you know, straight white males are really offended by seeing a woman in charge. Shocker. It's,
1: it's, <laughs> it's something that unfortunately is necessary. It feels like as a media platform and as a media member, you should be held to a higher standard and gamers in general, whenever you're reviewing games. I mean, if you are actually in a position where your review can be taken any 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 seriously, mm-hmm. it feels like you should have more of a responsibility personally to take it serious and do the right thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a shame that a 36-hour embargo has to be placed, but personally, I would almost like to see him go like a week because I really think 36 hours yeah. is still way too soon you should have a week to kind of digest everything but yeah, um but, good on them for making the change honestly
0: yeah definitely and, and that's really speaking specifically to the gamer reviews compared to you know critic right. reviews mm-hmm. but but there are a lot of fan run sites and different things like that that will post under who don't necessarily fall under the critic review who want to give the general fan review that don't get review copies or you know codes given to them or anything like that for review um you know and that does you know affect you know people do take you look at games like The Witcher and um, you know Half-Life and things like that these games that are so cherished to so many gaming communities and you look at their gamer score compared to sometimes their critic score and it's through the roof like it's completely different so Mm -hmm. it is valid like gamer reviews the hands-on reviews maybe not from a necessarily you know critical eye where it's more you know real life uh application almost you know where it's somebody just sitting down to play it joe schmo wanting to play it are they going to notice every little nook and cranny uh and more so how does this just feel as a normal you know a casual gamer to go and play that but opening up that can of worms you know like i said for some reason straight white males and i'm just being super fucking transparent about it you know for some reason straight white males have an issue with women in power and you know People who are part of the LGBTQ community that, you know, for some reason, anytime they're in a position of power that rattles them for some fucking reason. But, you know, it must suck to be that much of a virgin. I don't know what to say. So, anyways, moving on. Um, the physical edition of Microsoft Flight Simulator for PC will ship on ten discs and with paper manuals, akin like There the you go, set. Travis. You
1: love your, uh, you love your physical media, bud. Fuck you. Yeah, there you man. go, buds
0: it fuck yeah man give it to me i i love that like seeing that when i when i first saw that headline late last week kind of pop up i was just dying laughing because i'm like that's like that's so akin to years past with flight simulator you always think of the big fucking textbook instruction manual you used to get back in the day um that's awesome and realistically like for how detailed microsoft flight simulator is like the new one and how like the intense the graphical fidelity is going to be like it doesn't shock me if it's 10 discs worth of fucking like data that you're actually getting And majority of that probably being high-res texture so in all seriousness though though that is kind of cool that we're getting to see something like that that'll be a cool collector's item if people don't order that so halo 3 yes we just talked about it getting a new skull added to its pc release on mcc titled acrophobia which is a modifier that lets players fly around the map. So I actually do want to get in and try that out. But uh, according to a survey conducted by GDC of almost 2,500 game developers, one in three reveal, one in three developers, I should say, revealed that their games were delayed as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic. That has halted many industries, as er, many industries as companies scrambled to shift from work from home to the work from home model um shocker (laughs) Uh, beyond light the upcoming expansion for destiny 2 has been delayed from its original release date of september 22nd to november 10th and its latest season season of arrivals will also be extended to that november 10th date as well a listing for an alleged alpha version of the 2020 call of duty game has appeared on the microsoft store titled the red door it's listed as a shooter and as the description and the description reads as follows there is more than one truth if you go looking for answers be ready to question everything and accept that nothing will ever be the same the red door awaits do you dare to step through so kind of leaning into those cold war leaks that we heard about um definitely excited to kind of see where that goes because i love shit like that it's very almost uh, very almost control ass so Madden 21 will remove the Washington Redskins team name and logo. In a statement to Kotaku, EA said, We are pleased to see Washington's decision to change their name and visual identity. We are quickly working to update Madden NFL 21 to feature a generic Washington team while we await final word on the updated team name and logo design. Mike, this comes home to you. NHL 21 will in fact be coming out in October this year, but EA has confirmed that no next-gen version will be coming with it this year like very much akin to the uh this past generation when it comes to nhl uh way into year to come out on next gen systems rocket league will officially be going free to play later this summer which is pretty cool uh it seems like it's handling it much like csgo did when it went free to play getting a prime membership to those who have paid in the past and whatnot and finally, Ubisoft has confirmed that Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, and Watch Dogs Legion will be launching at $60 on both Xbox Series X and PS5, ahead of Take-Two announcing last week that NBA 2K21's next-gen editions will launch at $70. So, Mike, before we kind of head into our recap of the Xbox Xbox Game Showcase, you know, anything from our button mash quick hits kind of stand out to you that, you know, Really, kind of resonate or feel like you know, really warrants a bigger discussion, I guess.
1: Um, I guess the biggest things for me, we already kind of talked about the review embargo, or uh, which I think is you know, very important. Um, the no longer selling 12 month Xbox Live gold plans is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, this the complete or the ceasing of production producing Xbox One X and Xbox One S is relatively interesting and for me personally a big thing is the nhl 21 news um not surprised because uh i don't know that ea and integration or uh, basically i'm not surprised that ea is going to take the lazy way out with it um Mm -hmm. they've probably already done a significant amount of coding for the game and designing of the game so it does kind of make sense uh i'm just basically just ready to be i don't know EA as a developer and NHL, the games they make is just, it leaves some things to be desired overall. So it's not surprising, but um, that's that's fine. And uh, good on Madden for kind of accommodating the change that the Redskins are electing to make here uh, leading up to this new season.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, kind of you starting, I guess, from the top there. Um, the 12-month gold subscriptions no longer being available, I thought was pretty big, but... To me, it isn't as shocking as I would think. Though it is kind of counterproductive to Microsoft being very, for quote unquote, for gamers right now with you know wanting options on top of options on top of options for you in terms of their services. But um, you know, it makes sense to think that okay, well, you know, whatever it is, Microsoft or uh, I think Xbox Live is like already twelve, ten or twelve dollars a month. If you just do it, you know, on a monthly basis or whatever, um, you know, if they take away, if you take away the ability to do a 12 month subscription, because really, then you're paying for half of what it would be necessarily if it's a $10, if it's at $10 a month, which I think it actually is, or it used to be at least. Um,
1: yeah, it's like sixty dollars a month because mine's like auto automatically will just deduct for my account.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's how I have mine set up. But I think it. I think I remember seeing it as one month is like ten dollars. So really, you're saving half the price if you're going in and doing that. But at the same time, this does kind of lean into okay. Well, mm-hmm. it's clear that now with you know X Cloud becoming integrated with Game Pass um, this later this year, it's clear that they're wanting to push Game Pass Ultimate. That if you have Game Pass yeah. Ultimate, you have Xbox Live, you have Game Pass, you have Game Pass on PC, and now you have xCloud. So, you know, it makes sense to for them to do that because at the end of the day, realistically, they are just providing you more value than just, yeah. you know, like, because realistically, let's be honest. I mean, there is no reason, for the most part, you know, and granted, Mike, I always felt pretty comfortable paying for Xbox Live because of... Knowing how it went into the money went into Microsoft servers and Microsoft servers being so good because of that from a protection standpoint, at least up until a certain point, uh, whenever my Microsoft account got hacked like after like 10 years, but um, (laughs) I was pissed off about that. But uh, but like to me though, in 2020, let's be realistic, you shouldn't be paying for online. Like, right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I mean, the PC model is so far and above the best way to handle online multiplayer that, and the way that it's shown that okay, you look at Valve, you look at Blizzard, you look at Epic, you look at all these companies that are doing one game, and they're getting as much as you know Microsoft would for like some of like all of their games and they're doing it free of charge like i don't need to pay epic to go and play fortnite online like it just their servers can handle it they're good like and that's what you're supposedly buying into with microsoft is well they're charging you to play online because it keeps the servers intact and it it's for maintenance and it's for you know plus you get games with gold and yada yada and like i get that it's that's cool and i don't mind buying into those services because i get discounts and things like that if i want to buy it but like in 2020 do we i think we can all agree that we probably shouldn't be paying to play online like i even think it's kind of asinine that you that world of warcraft isn't more free to play than it is already like people are right. play paying to play an mmo like i could see buying in uh you know prime subscription or something like that where you get like extra added things every month you get a monthly gold allotment or something like that and i'm talking i guess with mmos in general but like just like things like that i can understand but at the basis of you being able to just play online with your friends like come on now like technology is advanced enough like that's 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 one of the reasons
1: why i didn't even get into wow back in the beginning of it all like i wasn't i couldn't justify paying a, a subscription to play a video game like it was so asinine to me but you know it did really well then and continues to do really well with numbers now but yeah i mean it's it's definitely something that like if you're gonna make me pay for Xbox Live, that's cool. But if you give me the op- option to have Ultimate for a reasonable price, and I'm getting all that benefit, it does make sense for them to just kind of, you know, axe the one year, uh, axe the one year price.
0: Yeah, and I mean, World of Warcraft, it is fifteen dollars a month to play. Fifteen dollars. <laughs> and now, granted, you get it. Like, you can get in. I think. Outside of the newest expansion, you have to pay for the newest expansion, uh, which I think is Battle for Azeroth still. I don't think the new one released yet. I don't know. I've been out a while for a while, at least balls deep into it. Um, but, um, like, you do get all the expansions up until that. But at the same time, like, then again, Blizzard makes an asinine amount of money. It's like, do you really need to fucking, like, charge people $15 a month for WoW? Like, really? <laughs> I don't know. It's just kind of like, meh, we're kind of past that point with technology that we know that's kind of bullshit. So, um, but the biggest thing I think on all of this to me is the whole, the whole idea that the Xbox one X, the Xbox all the one S all digital, I could see being phased out, but the one X being the one that's actually phased out compared to the one S is pretty crazy to me because I figured that would be like, Oh, here's your entry level to xbox now like this is overtaking this because it was already starting to go on sale at $299 regularly you know the mm-hmm. same price as the 1s for the longest time so like okay that would be a natural fit for that you know system to go to to be hey here's the entry-level model now to get into our ecosystem it's the xbox One x you'll be able to do 4k you know to a degree and you know 30 frames but if you want to do 4k 60 plus 120 whatever you know you have to buy the series or series x like it, to me i feel like the xbox one s is going to potentially could potentially hinder some aspects of not only player experience but developing games in general um you know and i know a lot of uh, phil spencer came out and madame and i talked about last week where he was very adamant of like don't worry about You know, us supporting the Xbox One, it's not going to interfere with what games could be, and this and that, and yada yada. But, like, the base Xbox One hardware struggles to do, like, 1080 at times. Right. So, like, if you ask me, if we're going to a generation where 4K60 is, like, at least for Microsoft, is, like, being the standard bearer, how does that, like, technology still fit in there? Like I just don't get that. Like, in it, to, I'm more of a software guy, I guess, than a hardware in terms of actual like, when it comes down to raw power and things like. Like, I know I can build a computer with no problem, but at the same time, like some aspects, I'm like, well, Jesus, I don't, I don't know, fuck, I don't know. Like, so right. this to me is a little. It, it's just confusing. I just figured. I guess it just goes against the grain, which could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, could pay off. But at the same time, like, maybe the Xbox One S is going to eventually become that streaming box for X Cloud or something like that that works better for some reason. I don't know, but unless what it's costing to produce the Xbox One X still is, like, asininely too expensive, I don't know. It, it just is confusing to me in general. So, I I don't know, man. But... Mike, I think it's time to talk about the big news for the day the Xbox Game Showcase. Oh, baby. What? I mean, and it was really cool. I was able to time it perfectly. Like, with my. I actually got pulled. I had to go into the office today for like a little bit to grab something and like do a couple of small things, but I'm still working at home. So. I was, like, perfect that time, perfectly with my lunch break. And I, like, got home just in time to, like, get ready and start the stream before it started. But I was I was able to do live reacts to it, and it went absolutely fucking phenomenal. Thank you, everyone, who did come out, come and chat and chill and, you know, got to, you know, revel in the excitement of the event. You know, it was really cool to get to spend that with some of our viewers and whatnot. So uh, thank you, everyone, for coming out to that. But, man, this event, like... It's it's weird because like there's so many positive things that have come out from it that I have a big <sighs> like to me there's still there's still vastly more positives to take away from it than negatives. Um, mm-hmm. I think overall it was a good showing. Like I, I keep saying, like seven point five eight showing from Microsoft. With it. yeah, like there's a lot of there was a lot of good stuff. Like some of the people are like, man, I didn't see substance from you know microsoft dialed this and i'm like well to be quite honest they did show a lot of stuff they did show a lot of things that you know half of it was stuff we knew was coming but a lot of it is newer stuff like maybe Mm -hmm. it doesn't speak to you but it speaks to some people like and it's good that they are now showing hey these are games that are only going to be on xbox in the xbox ecosystem whether on pc xbox one at xbox one or xbox series x i got gotta get that ramble down a little bit
1: (laughs) um yeah there's a lot of xboxes uh, going on yeah Yeah. it's it's tough
0: um but you know overall i thought the event i thought the event was fine it didn't Mm -hmm. to me now granted obviously if you're listening to this you probably did see all the events so it's not like or all the reveals and things like that so it's not spoilers or anything like that but like obviously the finally fucking holy shit fable being announced that was big that was you know finally saying okay yes playground games is officially making a new fable game that was hype that was great to get to talk you know get to actually
1: see at see, least know yeah, that it's just, coming like yeah. say
0: like yes this was the worst kept secret in gaming for like well over a year now here it is it's real like we can all say yes it's happening um you know but there was a lot of stuff that kind of was like like, a lot of good stuff, but a lot of expectable things, and maybe that's because, like, my maybe, like, my expectations, I thought, were pretty in check, but there were a lot of a lot of people and granted, everything, you know, especially given what's going on in the world right now, plans change, things change, we just read that one in three development teams have Mm -hmm. suffered delays because of, or setbacks because of you know the pandemic going on so things do change by all means and you know timetables shift and whatnot but it felt like it was going to be a bit bigger um there was no real flashy wow moment like when i think Mm -hmm. of the ps5 event i think of okay that spider-man or spider-man miles morales reveal i think of the new ratchet and clank reveal i think of um you know we saw granted we saw the system at the end and whatnot like that but you know you see there's a couple of big marquee titles in there that you weren't necessarily expecting but have weight to them have name weight to them i don't think Mm -hmm. cable has that for people not anymore not anymore but outside of outside of the xbox fan base i guess if you're an xbox fan if you're a long-term xbox fan yes that carries some weight to you you're fucking hyped um you know so it's it's stuff like that that, to me, it just didn't hit home. So, like, I guess right off the top, what what overall, not any game specific, I guess, what were your thoughts on the event just in general?
1: Yeah, I thought the event was, you know, I enjoyed it just because it was kind of a... It wasn't long, long and dragged out for game reveals. It was mm-hmm. just kind of like, boom, 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 here's what's in the works. Now, obviously... And a lot, was a of, lot of cg
0: there was a lot of cg yeah, trailers there wasn't exactly. a ton of gameplay
1: exactly so we didn't see much gameplay so it is what it is um i probably wouldn't give them an 85 i'd probably give them like a 7 a hard 7 is probably fair um they had a really good opportunity seeing what sony had to offer first before their release and i feel like they could have capitalized on a few different things um releasing the price is a big deal didn't do that um Obviously, if your big game is Halo uh, and that's the one that you're going to come out swinging with, mm-hmm. maybe would have liked to have seen something more. The game has been in development for five years. They swear it's on time. Newsflash, it's not coming out on. I I, I don't. I know everyone's like, yeah, it's going to come out. Well, if it comes out, it's going to come out like Master Chief Collection was right off the bat, and it's going to be a broken high- pile of shit. Oh. And that's 3 4 problem if they do that, because they're going to, because they want to get the game out, even though it's not going to be ready, which how it can't be ready in five years. I have no clue. We'll continue that on the Halo talk, because we will <laughs> talk about that. I don't want to get into a, too long of a winded answer here. However, it is relevant to say that if that's the game that you really want to try to get fans to come back to, You got to do something better than eight minutes of campaign gameplay, which, by the way, four of it was gameplay. And the other four was just Master Chief running around and doing other things. So it's really cool to see the open world concept. I know on this show you have kind of exposed that that was an idea, whether it was leaked, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, you have talked about that, that you could see that being a realistic possibility. So kudos to you for kind of shouting that out. I was looking for something out of the game or out of the campaign that I knew advanced movement wasn't going to go away. Um, Mm -hmm. You would be naive to think that Sprint and Clamber and all that garbage was going to go away. They spent way too much time and effort coding it for Halo 5. It wasn't going to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, So that wasn't a big shock to me. Um, Seeing the leak come out and, and everything for the grappling hook uh i mean it's just it is what it is they had a really good opportunity with their games that they had coming down the pipe to really make a splash and again it feels like another year that microsoft just kind of pisses away an opportunity to really try to compete with sony and um again it is what it is uh microsoft is going to benefit greatly from kind of having all the games be combined in pc which is going to be awesome for them and game but- pass. Yeah, but by and large, I mean, you're just talking about a situation where it felt like they had a really, really strong opportunity to, to kind of make a make a big splash and felt like they kind of flubbed it big time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, you're talking about Halo. Well, let's just jump into it, I guess, um, you know, and there was a great write-up over on IGN that kind of had all of this information laid out matt perslow put it together as always i'll keep a link in the description this is this is really our only news story today because it's going to be so in depth um and i'm sure we're going to ramble at times about some of this stuff just because we're passionate about it um so as always link in the description go over there matt did a great 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 job of getting everything out getting it all out in order that we viewed it too which is always important to me whenever we're going through all of this um so halo infinite obviously was the centerpiece of this show this was mm-hmm. what it was built around this is what what you know this is what this is the tentpole experience that microsoft is wanting you to buy into the xbox series x this is what they want to lead the charge into next gen with whether we like it or not you know and some people do some people don't you know it is what it is but going into this event this was billed as hey here is here is the uh, Marquee title that you're going to see today, and they open the show with it. Which a lot of people are like, "Hmm, do we open the show? Do we close it?" And my thing was, okay, well, if they open the show with this, that means that they're taking the approach, the marketing approach of, "Okay, we're starting this. Boom, let's do this. Let's show this. Not let's get this out of the way, but we know you're here for this, and we're showing you this now." Man, what do they got down the tunnel? I got to stay mm-hmm. tuned and see the rest of this. Um, yeah, you know, which I like, and that I think also maybe maybe messed with people's expectations a little bit but it's the internet people are always going to be overhyped people are fuck look at look at fucking nintendo directs my god nintendo did a mini direct that was less than 10 minutes this week that announced like two games and they said verbatim was like these are going to be from games we've already announced and games that are from our publishing partners not our first party studios and people are flooded with like can't wait to see zelda can't wait to see breath of the wild 2 can't wait to see mario odyssey 2 i'm gonna see this like what the fuck like you're not
1: because you didn't read right
0: right and that's what you see a lot of people too who are a bit like dude where was multiplayer with halo where was i wanted beta access and i wanted which both are very 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 important i would love to see those but they were very adamant of hey we're gonna show campaign we at least want to get gameplay out to you we know that is you know Integral into what we're trying to sell. So. Yeah,
1: it was supposed to happen a year ago. We were promised gameplay a year ago. Yeah. That didn't come to fruition. We were promised it this year it's what we got. We got campaign footage, which, again, um, I am a fanatic of the Halo campaigns. I think, you know, they're very good. Mm. Um, I just think that if you are really trying to take some momentum into the next-gen you had to show people multiplayer and if you're working on a battle royale you had to tease that um i can understand if the game's not ready for beta access which mm. by the way again I'll, i will let it be known the game's been in development for 5 years it's coming out in november fyi um <laughs> y- you should have a beta ready if that's the case and it's been in, it's been in creation for 5 years i understand that that they had just had a little bit of a a situation where they hired another art director. I don't care what your excuse is. The game's been in development for five years. You need to have more than eight minutes of campaign period. If you really want to get people interested and um, it just, it is what it is. Uh, As far as the gameplay was concerned, I was actually quite impressed with what they had to offer. Um, Just as far as shooting and the grunts do it like suiciding, jumping at you. I thought that was really cool. Uh, The grapple hook, not the biggest fan of, like, if you're going to let me be able to clamber around like a crazy person, uh, Mm -hmm. that's fine. But giving me a grapple hook, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it in multiplayer. I've been reading. It seems like they're going to try to introduce it as, like, a pickup, which I think would be cool. It'd be a way to kind of balance it, I suppose. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the map designs because you have to realize that when these games are developed, for advanced movement like halo 5 was and you the the like a lot of the community that i follow the halo community that plays competitively are like yeah like don't worry like halo 3 vanilla was really bad halo 4 and halo reach were really bad you know after a while halo 5 got updated but people don't understand like the thing about multiplayer and when you're designing maps for all this advanced movement mm-hmm. you can't just strip the advanced movement out and expect the maps to play right mm-hmm. because they're created for advanced movement so yeah. i understand like being being you know optimistic and saying like hey you know they still have some 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 time to work on this like let's kind of dial back the disappointment let's dial back the negativity don't get me wrong like that's all all well and good but you know we as a community will likely need modding support if we want to do anything with the game competitive, if they leave all that extra stuff in there. It's just... It's weird. Um Like I said, um, I will uh, give them the benefit of the doubt and just kind of... <laughs> I am... You know, we'll talk about... I think we can go at each angle that I want to discuss at okay. a time, like one at a time. So let's... So, you know,
0: let's... Let's set the table, at least, for everyone listening. If for some reason you didn't see the trailer, at least, you know. um, So Matt has a write-up. He says, The Xbox Game Showcase kicked off with a trailer for Halo Infinite, giving us a new expanded look at what the next game in the beloved FPS series will offer. It was followed by footage from Halo Infinite's campaign, which is set on a freely explorable Halo ring that's several times larger than the previous two Halo games combined. Master Chief has access to a grappling hook that he uses to explore the landscape. We see our first, looked at, first look at the Banished, who act as the game's antagonist, which means Brutes finally return to the series. Running at a locked 60 frames per second for the campaign, Halo Infinite is promising new mechanics and bigger battles to make the most of the Xbox Series X's power. It's due to release Holiday 2020 on Xbox Series X, Windows 10 PC, Xbox One, and Game Pass. Um, and then additionally... IGN's Ryan McCaffrey, who I'm a huge fan of, um, he uh, got, obviously, with IGN being somebody who is the head of their preview team, was able to get uh, some details ahead of the event to put up a story, you know, whenever everything went out with Halo Infinite. Um, He had some additional details regarding Halo Infinite's game that went up after its gameplay, basically. So 343 views Halo Infinite as a platform that kind of grows over time that we're seeing a lot of games like destiny and like things, but it's not viewed as an live service fashion like destiny, like where, okay. you, where it's mission based things like that. Like it's not going to be a looter shooter grinder type thing like destiny, um, which a lot of people were worried about more like mission selecting and things like, it's not like that, um, which is good. And that's a big weight off my shoulders. Cause that was when I heard infinite, I, instantly knew back in 2018 when i saw it was halo infinite i knew they were going to go some direction of this is going to be not at the time i was saying a live service but something that is going to be updated over time and not just in the regular fashion of a normal you know esports title or first person shooter is um but it's refreshing to know it's not going down that route. so infinite is also as of right now the last standalone release for the foreseeable future for halo so any it's going to but it's something that is going to get new story content continuously added to it over time it's going to get new continue like new story elements new campaign missions things like that uh or story arcs i should say probably expansions and things like that added to it over time which is great and then also too it will get a free ray tracing upgrade or update after the game is out on launch for obviously xbox series x and pc so You know, Mike, when you were talking about, you know, some of the things you were kind of going through, one of the things, like I said, was the whole view of being this platform and, you know, how you mentioned like, oh, well, at launch it's going to, or at launch, you know, Halo 3 struggled and in terms of, you know, things with its competitive gameplay and whatnot, and I hate having that approach of, like you, like, to a degree, I hate having that approach with a title like this, especially, having it be right now in the landscape of our of this industry that you know you get a game out say the division comes out and even rainbow 6 to a, uh siege to a degree you know both came out both a lot of people liked what the basis of the game was a lot of people liked what you were going to do with the game but a lot of people felt there were so many things wrong with the game that need to be tweaked need to be altered Uh, there was too much microtransactions yada yada things like that but what's you always we always hear about these comebacks that are made with games that oh man it released to poor reviews and whatever but the team buckled down and they turned the game around they made it into something that's a thriving thriving community I mean fuck Rainbow Six Siege right now is teetering on the brink of becoming a major esports title I mean it already is but like top-tier echelon esports side with how much it draws in now and, you know, the prize pool and whatnot. So, you know, we keep hearing about this almost, and I don't want to say nonchalant, because, like, no matter how pissed off we get about these games, you know, and this, a lot of issues with games usually do come from the top down. It's not necessarily, you know, just one person dicking around not wanting to do stuff, because people, game development's fucking hard. Like people who are working on these games are fucking ridiculously talented, hardworking people that it's not just, oh, we want to do that. A lot of it is when like a lot of people are having, you know, and rightfully so to to a degree, having some criticisms with what was shown with Infinite and specifically its art direction. You know, you look at the Banished and the Brutes from Halo Wars 2 and going from that to Halo Infinite's reveal. And it's looking like it's going from a modern day game to Halo 3. Right. And and that's, and I have, me personally, I have no fucking issue with how a game looks. I don't care how, I'm just not a, like, I'm more like, oh, that's a cool art direction. I don't care if it's like, I don't, more or less, I don't want it to look like, I don't care if it looked like I could see every single pore on somebody's skin. I don't fucking care about that. I'm more worried about, you know, I I like to see a cool art direction taken. Like it doesn't have to be completely realistic as long as the game's fucking fun to play. Like that's what I'm more worried about with this game. And to me, Mm -hmm. there like, you were saying there were some positives from that gameplay that I liked a lot to be honest. I thought, and I thought I would fucking hate the grappling hook in all honesty. I thought I would absolutely hate it, but because I felt like they were going to do it more in the style of doom eternals grappling hook, which worked Mm -hmm. great for that game. But Doom and Halo are vastly different games. I mean, vastly different titles. I mean, they're obviously obviously both first-person shooters, but Halo is much more of a methodical, you know, and even tactical compared to Doom FPS. It is a much slower-paced FPS game that is trying to accomplish something completely different. On so many different levels than Doom is trying to do. Where it's just fast paced. Don't worry about healing. Just keep moving. Move. Boom. 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 Where Halo there's much. It's just a slower paced title. Comparatively. And to me. I was like okay. They're going to try to shoehorn in this grappling hook. Just to put something new in. And try to evolve. Where I don't necessarily think that needs evolve. But it seems much more of an optional. Than a required tool within his tool belt. Um yeah, where, it, it, I will
1: say that if like it it's doesn't open world. it doesn't
0: look like like oh man, I need to have this to do everything under the sun in this game where it's more like no, you can it's like a grenade. Like you don't need a grenade to get past an enemy necessarily, but you have that's another tool you have in your arsenal that you can use and another thing to implement your strategy. And I'm sure I don't want to say I'm sure, but knock on wood, I would hope something like that in competitive play and things like that when we go onto the multiplayer side probably won't be there you know what i i would hope so at least on competitive ends you know it <sighs> <won't be there. laughs> i'll i'll let you go on that one but
1: um well i'm sorry i, I didn't
0: mean to interrupt you but go ahead
1: and... no uh i i feel like you know the grappling hook makes a lot more sense when it's open world mm-hmm. if it was like a closed campaign where it's linear and you're kind of being you know pushed through in the method that they want you to be mm-hmm. then it would raise more concerns but the fact that you can traverse a halo ring and kind of freestyle and do your own thing makes a whole lot of sense to give chief a, a grappling hook and let's be honest he's a spartan mm-hmm. he probably should have had more tools at his disposal before like it all just kind of makes sense right um like you said you would hope that it's not going to make it into competitive play but uh halo five and halo 5, 343 left storm rifles in they left radar in uh they left shorter charge ground pound and other bullshit in for way too long so uh, i have zero faith when it comes terms to that and again if we're able to mod the game and make changes Mm -hmm. then there's no doubt in my mind the community will come up with something reasonable And, and i
0: definitely think having this game simultaneously release on pc is going to help a lot of that and i think that's going to help in my in terms of my opinion with how i've seen games go in terms of their pc because pc will always be First and foremost, the choice when it comes to competitive play, if if given, you know what I mean. If the
1: if the opportunity is there, right.
0: So, and I fully expect that three. I fully know. I would imagine that both more so Microsoft than three four three, but Microsoft knows that ahead of what's going to happen, you know, with this launch, that they know going into that that PC is going to probably be when it comes to the competitive aspect of this game. Probably going to be first and foremost what's going to be used. Now, controller, mouse, and keyboard is going to be a whole other, you know, it's going to be a whole other conversation at hand. But when you're talking about modding this game in terms of, you know, Forge mode and whatnot in this game is going to be, and we saw it even with Halo 5 with the PC Forge app, you know, we're going to see, I think, so much the game have itself written by the community in such a bigger way than previously especially the last two titles that have come yeah
1: out. absolutely and and again like the elder righto team that made the halo online game like you know if they i know they got like they were treated pretty poorly by 343 is basically what it comes down to i've read a lot of those guys um sides of the story obviously haven't heard much from 343 but Basically, it sounds like that El Dorado team was promised some things by 343. You, yeah, we'll let you help us with Halo 3. Yeah, we'll let you help yeah. help us with this, that. Uh, they end up getting the shaft, which, I mean, it's, you know, expected, right? But um, I don't have a whole heck of a lot of faith in Quinn Del Hoyo as the sandbox director. Um, he talked a big game when it came to Halo 5, and then when it came time to deliver, um you know it wasn't satisfactory so we'll see what happens um he would be on twitter trying to tell people basically how you know we should experience the game or how you know basically it's like well you know this is how the team wanted us to or wanted you to experience the game basically deal with it and Mm -hmm. overcome and adapt and to a certain point i can respect that um yeah i mean
0: at this at some point it's like okay that's what the it kind of comes into the conversation of your interfere like that's going against the creative and artistic vision of what this game was meant to be which whatever. which is fair it, which like that's absolutely, absolutely fair but there's I... like that also has a certain perimeter around it that like you can go outside of that and then that points a little like okay well you all you do also preach that you want the community community to have this game and run with this game and have fun with this game. Okay. Well, they're trying to, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And and my biggest thing, my biggest thing with, with that whole mess was, you know, we're the consumer and we are the ones that are traveling to your halo tournaments and we don't want to play these settings. They suck. Like I don't want to fly the whole way to Texas or, denver or la and mm-hmm. play these shitty default settings they suck like fix them this is what needs fixed mm-hmm. well, you know you would send them footage of of things and there was just excuse after excuse as to why it wouldn't be remedied and um you know that's that's all multiplayer stuff um strictly speaking on the campaign that we saw today mm-hmm. i am like i said relatively pleased the c- biggest concern for me And I know you say, like, oh, I don't really care how the game looks. And I kind of feel that way, too. I'm looking for performance. Mm -hmm. But them only committing to 60 frames per second is a big red flag for me. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people who are basically on Twitter just took the stance of, like, well, if you don't want to play it on 60 frames, play it on your PC, quit crying. Mm -hmm. And, like, yeah, but you keep touting this powerful Xbox... That yeah. it's going to be able to do all of these insane frames, and then your flagship game is going to run on sixty. Well, uh, see,
0: that's my that's my big thing with the Xbox Series X. Still, is that okay? You're touting this thing can do potentially 120 frames, like standard with some games that you want on there. I'm sure maybe not. I can't imagine it's going to be 4K 120 or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah, there'll be games that could do 1080 20 120 or something like that. That's great. How the fuck are they going to do that with no DisplayPort, which is the, you know, the straight up like that's the easiest uh, implementation of being able to get access to those levels of frame rates where HDMI 3.0, like a lot of TVs that are 4K and things like that that you can get that supported resolution at don't fucking support that high of a refresh rate. They only support 60 hertz. So like yeah. how how are you gonna be able to do that? Like, okay, play it on a monitor. Okay, cool. How? How can I do that when you know some monitors don't support HDMI 3.0 that can support the bandwidth to put out that high of a refresh rate? Okay, cool, I'll do it via display port. Well, you know, we don't have that option. Okay, then how are you wanting to do that? Like, that's just is still the big hang up for me with that, that it's like, okay, you're treating this as a PC basically cool, treat it like a PC and give those op- like give those options to be able to run it, you know, if you're saying, oh, you want to get 120 frames per second on Halo Infinite, or, like, before this came out, like, oh, you're, you could play up to 120 frames per second on some games, okay, well, cool, I want to do that at 1080, cool, let me plug a DisplayPort into it, like, it just, to me, it's like, I still don't get that a- aspect, like, it's a great it's a great tagline to throw on something and a great tagline to throw you know you know to people at from a marketing standpoint who don't necessarily know the ins and outs of these systems and you know the tech behind them but like a lot of people do and you're talking Xbox always talks to a big PC market as well like it talks mm-hmm. to a lot of PC gamers it always has been they've been intrinsically tied forever It's like a lot of people know the ins and outs of this so how are they going to make that happen? You
1: know. yeah and and to me the another big concern i have is the free ray tracing update coming after launch mm-hmm. so i know on this show i've been critical of the fact that infinite was going to release on time
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, they're everything they are saying is concerning because it feels like they're going to release half of a game yeah it, and, and they're it, using it, it, it they're using the whoa well, it's going to be, uh, you know, like a sur- – it's not going to be a game like a service, but it's a living world. This is the only game you're getting for five years. So you're telling me that it gives you the free pass to be lazy as shit to get it out day one for it to be garbage, it to be a shell of the game that you're actually going to be, you know. Yeah. Like, when, when am I going to get my – if you make the game 80 bucks, when the fuck am I getting my $80 worth? Because when you release it, it's only going to be worth 20. It's going to be a shit stain. Well, see,
0: that's what like, and
1: and I, what am I going to do? Get one mission. And then you're going to be like, Oh, wait three months for DLC to come out.
0: And, and like, we both have been like on opposite sides. I think of the fence at times about this respectfully, you know, and that's been clear on the show before. And like, but today was the first time I actually kind of thought like, granted, we're seeing clearly pre-release footage of this game. And there, to be honest, Four months from now is a long fucking time in game development. And to be honest, like, it doesn't seem like it's both not that long of a time, but it's also you can get a lot fucking done in terms of polishing this game in four months. I mean, hell, look at Cyberpunk. It keeps, you know, punting for five months at a time, and rightfully so, because they want to get that polish down to it. Like, the game may be done, but they want to polish this down. Today was the first time I feared of that polish with this game, because there were tons of pop-ins with textures. Like, that was the one thing I noticed that continuously, even on, I went back multiple times because I was hyped, I'm still hyped about the game, I'm still excited, it's still a fucking Halo game, I'm still like, I love that lore, so I'm excited to go in there and play that game because the gameplay still looks fun and still looks exciting and, like, I love the color palette, I love that feeling of classic Halo that they're showing from that, more so too, like, I love the fact that I'm actually able to fucking see enemies comparative to Halo 5 where... Everything is in this glossy, dark tone where this is vibrant. I could clearly see the contrast between, you know, environments and objects on there. Like, hello, thank you. I can fucking see now. Um, But the thing that made me hesitant so much with this was even in going back and watching this multiple times in the 4K version that was put out after the fact that wasn't the compressed version or anything like that. Not that that would really have anything to do with it, but textures were popping in left and right and popping out and stuff i'm like that's not a good look is if this is your showpiece game right now and this is this is a title that has been anticipated as you know just keep waiting a little bit longer i promise the weight's going to be worth for this Wait is going to be worth it for this gameplay reveal and and, and how long has that game how long has it been in development well they to be fair to be fair for two of those years they were building the, uh, the split, slip space engine, like the tool said. Okay. They were building a brand new engine. I mean, fuck, that engine with Halo has been going since CE through Halo 5, and that shit's been held together with, like, you know, paper clips and gum and shit like that. So, like, I get it, but at the same time, going through, okay, you built a new engine in two years, so you have three full years that you put into development on this game. And not that that's, very, that's not very long in general, but, like, at the same time you're still so able if, to work on you're still able to work on the art direction and a lot of things that i think a lot of people are having hesitations with this game
1: before that's what that the,
0: that's still pre-production stuff you could still do
1: that's what i literally was just about to say like so basically the the joke of an art direction um like,
0: like i do i do love chiefs i I love Chiefs look. Well, yeah, I love How I love the things you? I love the things that they're saying. Hey, we heard you about classic Halo. You want some of that style back? I think this has far, far, far more heart into it to the original Halo series than the last two entries. That's just yes, me. like clearly. I'm much more. I'll play this game already any day if you ask me personally than the previous two entries just by the look of it and the what we're seeing of this compared to it leans much more into classic halo than new halo if you ask me
1: now i liked halo 4 and i knew at the end of halo 4's campaign when you beat it on legendary and what happens mm-hmm. i knew it was basically like that was it right yeah. like halo as i knew it had died mm-hmm. and it was moving on which is which it is was like Call of duty and i understand and, like and 3, 4, hey, you wanted whatever to yeah yeah but to me it's like I give 343 shit all the time. They've been developing a <laughs> no. game for 5 years and this is the bit they can this is the best they can come up with. But mm-hmm. like you said, they've been building an engine for 2 years as an excuse. Well, if that's an excuse for why they didn't have very much gameplay ready even mm-hmm. though the game's releasing in a couple of months. Like how is your art how does the art director leaving over a year ago at this point? How does that even affect it because you haven't been working on the game that long then? Like, granted, you might have had a year and a half into developing the art, like, direction you wanted to go, but you've had it a year and a half now to kind of go a different direction. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know if the art director is a tyrant or if people are afraid, but how the fuck does this picture of these brutes get into the boardroom and people say, yeah, that's great, keep it up? Like, how does the Halo Pro team who is supposed to be former halo professional players that are supposed to be testing the game that are supposed to be constantly running through multiplayer to make sure that there's a good experience how do they not like show up to a board meeting and say guys like i don't know what's going on with this but this isn't right you know what i mean like how the fuck is that not covered at any point that is concerning to me that nobody can speak up on behalf on in this development team and just kind of raise a red flag not even like not a single red flag now i'm sure like there's been people saying stuff in the boardroom meetings i would love to be a fly on the wall for one of them to, just to hear like where they get these ideas but like how has this not just how has this not been talked about at all
0: yeah. or how
1: has this not been changed like I was thinking to myself, like, well would it do any good to bully the shit out of three four three and make them change the brutes like we did to the Sonic movie mm-hmm. when everyone trolled the shit out of them? But like three four three won't listen because they won't listen to us about any fucking thing, let alone that. Like I'll be So I'll, it's like what do you do?
0: I'll be I'll be completely honest though. At least with and I'm and this is me looking at some marketing material now after the fact as well. Like I'm just scrolling through and looking at some of the things. I'm giving somewhat of a benefit of the doubt to some of the textures just with in both with the brutes both with everything that with them streaming that gameplay and things like that like I think there were I think there were some technical issues with it because some of the pre-recorded stuff that they're showing on here and whatnot does look a little bit better. Um, but at the mm-hmm. same time that's still once again that's still a artistic, and we were talking to Adam about this before. It's not necessarily like oh, somebody was lazy on making that. It was an artistic choice to make it like that. And like yeah, I the look in general, I don't dislike as much. But the way it was shown, I just don't think it had a, a, as good of a showing as a lot of people expected, and in and in I think what three four three thought it was going to be. I think there were was you- just a little bit of disconnect and i i fully i'm still in i'm sure people are like man they are really shitting on this game me personally i'm still fucking really excited for this game i i can't wait to play it the vibe of this is like i said much more classic halo the new halo and in if you like new halo that's totally fine no issue there but to me i'm much more of a classic person myself um and i respect to a degree the you know the new halo games to what they did but at the same time i believe they didn't have the heart of halo added this feels like it has the heart of halo added and i'm so totally, i'm excited to still play this game
1: i i i hear that and i hear them say that they are you know they have classic halo in mind but they had really nice brutes made for halo 2 anniversary and i get that they're making a new engine but like at what point it is you saying that you're harkening back to classic halo like at what point does like what you say and what you're pre- like when do you practice what you preach because it yeah. feels like the gameplay might be going back a little bit but the art direction and everything it is what it is and like you said it sounds like we're shitting on this game and I am personally and there's a <laughs> there's a few different reasons like I did the math and this is on main accounts mm-hmm. like I've done I did the math recently at work because I was sitting there just wondering to myself and I played like 30 days of Halo 2, 30 days of Halo 3, over 30 days of MCC, over 30 days of Halo Reach. Like that's multiplayer multiplayer play time, not mm-hmm. campaign, not Halo 1, I can't get the numbers for because there's no online. Mm-hmm. But that is me playing ranked games and social games on Halo 3, 30,000 some games on Halo 2. 30 some days worth of gameplay on MCC. Uh Halo 5 I played for 5 days. Uh Halo 4 I played a little bit. Halo Reach I played for 20 30 days. Like I have spent <sighs> at least counting side accounts 6 months to a year of my 27 years playing Halo. Mm-hmm. So when when I come out and listeners might think, "Oh, he's being overtly critical." I don't play And I'm not trying to sound alpha. I'm not trying to sound macho. Mm -hmm. Every gamer gets a different experience, gets different enjoyment out of games. And Mm -hmm. maybe at one point in time in my life, I will progress to where I'm a lot more casual with my experience. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: At this point in my life, at at 27, that part of my DNA doesn't exist right now. Mm -hmm. I still get on Halo 3, and I could, without blinking put in an eight hour day you go to work for eight hours a day you go to work for eight hours you go home you might watch some tv you might play some games you go to bed i go to work for eight hours a day i go to school for eight hours a day my next thing i do when i come home it's not my free time it's not my hobby i come home and i put eight hours a day into playing halo and it's not it's like a job to me And when I have an issue with my job, when you have an issue with your job, you complain about it. You bring up concerns to your manager. Like, to me, Halo, since a long time, I did take a little bit of a hiatus uh, for Halo 5, but it's been a huge part of my life. And I put a ton of hours into this game getting better, practicing my craft playing competing traveling to dallas traveling to atlantic city and In halo infinite i'm sure i'll travel to more tournaments if there's halo 3 pc tournaments i'll go to those mm-hmm. i spend my time a lot of my free time spending it playing halo mm-hmm. so when i see bullshit i'm calling it i've sat here for long enough i've bit my tongue for long enough i gave things a benefit of the doubt and I, I just can't sit back and do it anymore and i'm sorry if it feels like i'm shitting on it but Honestly, my rating of the game, of what I saw in campaign, would honestly probably be like a 7 out of 10, an 8 out of 10. But -hmm. based on how I talk, people would think I'm going to give it a 2 or a 1. That's Mm -hmm. not the case. I'm a very critical person. I really let people know when I think better things could have been done. But I still would give this game a 7 out of 10 as far as the campaign trailer that we saw.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. No. Uh, That's... you're, You're your shot i don't want to say shots at but your criticisms of it are valid i mean and, and, I, and i'm not and saying that my the...
1: opinions I, 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 my opinion is more valid than yours or joe bob no, no, who's played yeah. halo for 10 hours i don't want i don't want listeners to think that that i'm coming off as like on a soapbox and saying i'm better than you because i've played 160 days worth of halo in my life and that's just on my main account That isn't the point I'm trying to get across. The Mm -hmm. point I want to get across to people is I spent a lot of my life playing this because I genuinely loved it. And Mm -hmm. I still do love the game. And when you love something, you want it to be the best it can be. So forgive me if I'm being overtly critical, forgive me if I'm being a little brutal at times, but there's things that I think that three, four, three could really capitalize on and they just piss it away time after time again. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we haven't seen multiplayer gameplay and everything, so we'll see, but as of right now, there's a lot of concerns, but the campaign, I'd give it a 7 out of 10 overall. 60 frames per second is brutal. Um, I'm afraid for that, but I'm going to play it on PC, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah.
0: Man, I knew we'd talk about it for a while. We went on for a little bit, and, and that's good, and I, I fully expect it. It's the flagship game. It's the flagship game. It, deser- it rightfully
1: so deserves- And it's the only. it's like one of the only games that we actually saw gameplay.
0: Yeah, and, and to be quite honest, and and this isn't, I don't think, being very hyperbolic, it's one of the most important gaming franchises to us, to our gaming history, to, it, it means it has a special place in our heart, no matter what. Right. Um, and, you know, and the reason why I think we're critical about this, and specifically you're critical about this, is because you love that franchise. You yeah, want that I franchise care. to, yeah, you care about it. And that's, that's not, you know, you just want it to do well, and you just want it to be, you know, in a place that, You want other people to have the experience you feel is the best experience. And, you know, you just want to see this game, this franchise survive and this franchise thrive more, more so too, you know, in moving forward. I just want it to have the same legacy that it's been laying down, you know, for 10 years before that, moving forward another 10 years.
1: Absolutely. And I, I am not naive enough to believe that the way I experience and enjoy Halo game, like, I only play Halo 3, Halo 2, Halo 1. I only play the hardcore game types. Mm-hmm. I don't enjoy playing Team Slayer on Halo 3, Halo 2, or Halo... Like, Halo 1, it's the same thing. But, like, Halo 2 and Halo 3, I only enjoy playing the hardcore game types. Like, mm-hmm. I am not naive enough to think that that's everyone else, or that's how everyone else feels about the game. I'm not that naive. I'm not that I'm not that dumb. Like, I get that everyone has different flavors. And mm-hmm. I... I respect that like Halo 3 and Halo Reach and the game the community has always kind of been separated as far as casual and competitive right Mm -hmm. it's always been that's always been the case and I'm okay with that but you know there's a point in time where like it's not fun for casuals or competitive players at some point so for me like you said I traveled to Dallas and Atlantic City in this past year playing Halo 3 tournaments because I wanted to support the grassroots program because I care about Halo and I care about the eSports community of Halo. Mm -hmm. And I didn't go to those tournaments because I had a chance to win them. Uh, I went to those tournaments because, A, I love competing. B, I loved the game we were playing. And C, it's a great time to go meet friends and see friends again that I've been playing with for a very long time. And that's what it all comes down to with Halo. Like, I want the eSports scene to thrive. It Uh deserves that. The Halo franchise and the Halo community deserves a thriving eSports scene. And Uh I think, you know, they could have really knocked the release out of the... Or this reveal out of the park with... No, they didn't even have to tease multiplayer. Uh But if Battle Royale mode is in the works, they should have teased it. Uh Like, if that is something that they have planned, it should have been teased. Uh So that that's that's all i'll say about halo because it was a campaign gameplay i love the game uh i love halo we'll see what happens going forward uh i'm sorry for taking up so much time it's just no man it's,
0: no you're it's, good
1: it's what i've been since i was nine years old man the first time i put halo one into my brother's xbox that he like my brother went to a LAN party i remember it clear as day we had a ps2 <laughs> my brother went to a LAN party for the first time he was 17 years old he played Halo one for the first time on land. Mm -hmm. The next day when he came home, my mom and him went to the store and bought an Xbox and Halo. Mm -hmm. And the minute I put that disc in the tray and played it for the first time, I knew that it was over. Mm -hmm. Like I loved Goldeneye so much because I loved the first person shooter. It was so much fun. I played it first person shooters on my computer, like rainbow six rogue sphere. I played counter-strike back then Mm -hmm. and I played Halo and I was like, wow, this is it. Like, Mm -hmm this is it. So from the time I was nine and granted, I did go on a little hiatus here and there, but from nine to 27, halo has been a huge part of my life. Mm -hmm. So it's, to me, it's everything in a way, you know what I mean? And at some point, like you get tired of getting your hopes up to be destroyed. But every, every time I see anything about halo come out, man, no matter, you know, it could be the, it could be the devil luring me in, you know, here's an apple and I would fall for it every time, and I can't help it. Yeah, no,
0: definitely. It's
1: it'll it'll be interesting
0: to see how it shakes out, man. It's going to be an interesting next couple of months because uh, I'm sure we'll see more of it leading up, obviously, with multiplayer and whatnot. So,
1: but like, but you know, you, normally you do the segues, but uh, you know, we're going to talk about we'll talk about the rest of the games. Don't get me wrong, because a <laughs> few of them are are just lightly brushing up. Mm-hmm. But, but can we talk about can we talk about the Game Pass Gamecast Cast Fable? call like a
0: couple episodes ago i'm telling you dude like i i bring i bring what i say just comes into fruition like somebody needs to give me lottery tickets
1: like i'll go it's buy. either it's either that or you have some type of inside source and well to be don't fair to expose them, but jesus no no
0: to be fair like euro i think it was Eurogamer. there were a few sources that have come out over the past like two years now at this point um since playground games had been acquired that have been saying, like, we think it's Fable they're working on. And Eurogamer even came out and said, like, they ran, basically saying, our sources indicate that, yes, Fable, a new Fable is in production with Playground Games, the developers of uh, Forza Horizon, um, the Forza Horizon series. So, you know, it's it's been rumored, but it's, it's just one of those things that it's like the worst kept secret in gaming. And let's just bounce to, you know, fuck it, fuck the order. Let's just bounce right to fable and talk about it. Uh, and we'll go back and kind of cover some other things that we were really excited about, but you know, fable to me was that it's always been the, and we talked about this previously on previous episodes, our, uh, fable retrospective that we did, uh, an earlier episode, you know, fables always been one of those franchises that, I've hopped into here and there, but I've always like, when it comes to RPGs, I've always tended to go a different direction. Cause it's always been more like action RPG or action adventure than RPG, but has RPG elements. But I always keep asking like, okay, how can they do a fable game in 2020? Like, how can that style of game work in 2020? Because in 2000, I think four, when the first one came out, it set, it really changed the RPG landscape to a degree With its uh, morality system. Like when it came out and it was able to do. You look at games past that. On how things you've done. And how in the game. How they will change the outcome. And change how you're perceived. Your characters perceived. You look at games after that. Red Dead is one that always comes to mind. Even Elder Scrolls adopting some of that. in different RPGs like that. But you see these large scale games. Taking from Fable. Which was uh, at the time. I wouldn't say big Microsoft property uh, when it first came out, you know, it wasn't ended up being something that smashed down the doors, but you know, to me, I always thought, okay, how can you make a fable game in 2020? And we still don't really see how that's possible, but clearly with the trailer, we saw, being showing the kingdom that you're going to play in is very expansive and granted it's a cg trailer but at least the proof of concept we're seeing we're still seeing the british humor that is known for fable games still live on uh with how the fairy was like swallowed by a frog or whatever and you know there's still there's still a little bit of that slapstickiness to the game but man i'm just let's just put it this way i'm just fucking happy this game finally was like okay yeah everyone yes it's real yes like you you all have known for how long but we can't say it but yes the game is real so i mean they've been hiring for playground games has been hiring for a while for open like open world rpg position like positions to work on open world rpgs like people who have experience working on those so i'm just happy that's finally here that like people i've talked to have been like yes it's for sure there and also just the honest internet rigmarole that's been going around with it the rumor mill that's been churning i'm just so fucking excited that that game's finally like yes it's happening we don't know when but it's coming <laughs> um because i kept seeing like during while well, i'm doing and you could see a my live reacts over on our youtube channel you could see me like when it's going like each one's like world premiere and that's like console launch exclusive. I'm like it can't be Fable. It just can't be Fable because it's there's no way that game's ready to go. Like and then they slipped the, in it in. Yeah. But then I'm like, but what if it is? Like what? If yeah. they, what if they just fuck around? And Phil Spencer's like, yo, we got some. We'll give you something. We'll give you a little some. Like you're, you've been right for a while, Travis. But no, man, I'm excited for that. Um, what uh, what about you? Like, what what did that trailer I guess say to you about? you know what the experiences we've had with fable back in the day and what's that kind of say for you with fable moving forward Is you know i'm guessing you're obviously excited
1: i i definitely feel like it, the third installment of the game was was like it just felt wrong that that was wh- how it ended mm-hmm. um i'm sure bungie if they i like the story of halo reach was so good don't get mm-hmm. me wrong Mm -hmm. um so like i don't know that bungie would really regret ending on that game per se Mm -hmm. because it was a really good campaign but it definitely feels like xbox microsoft as a whole probably regretted that fable 3 was the last iteration of it Mm -hmm. and i definitely am excited more so because i'm really excited to see what they come together like come to produce for 2020 like it's gonna be awesome you're gonna have more freedoms and stuff i would imagine Mm -hmm. and i'm just glad that the the series isn't over like i'm glad that we're gonna get another iteration get another chance to really enjoy fable because fable one and two were so special Mm -hmm. and i'm just excited to see what they do
0: yeah so am i i mean we don't have a lot to go off of obviously it was a really quick teaser trailer for the most part but just knowing that a new fable is finally coming officially um really really hits home and it's really good um since we've been kind of going long, I, I think I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to kind of just go through, and we'll just touch on a couple more games here that really kind of stuck out to us. Um, just since we're kind of, like I said, this is real, really clearly, obviously, with how long we talked about Halo. Um, very raw discussion. Uh, we're just pretty fresh off of the event ourselves. But, you know, one of the things before, there's one game that I want to talk about after this, but one of the things I really wanted to point out, which I really thought was interesting, so, Destiny 2, obviously, it's already been announced, we talked about it before, that it is obviously coming to Xbox Series X uh, whenever next-gen consoles launch. It's coming to both of them, and you're going to get, you know, 4K60 and whatnot on it. It's going to be great. The one thing, though, that is really cool that's coming, and I think it's happening in September, if I read it right, I think, but Destiny 2 is coming to Game Pass. And by that, I mean, it's already free to play. But if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you have, or just Game Pass in general, I think, but I know for sure Game Pass Ultimate. If you play Destiny with Game Pass Ultimate, you have access to all the expansions. Every expansion that has come out. Like, you don't need to buy an upgrade edition. You don't need to do anything. It's included. And and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, yeah, the standard edition of Beyond Light will be included with Game Pass for no extra cost. Their next expansion that is coming out that... You'll be able to get in day one if you have Game Pass with that. So, to me, that's huge because, one, for this past whole generation, Bungie has been in a promotional and marketing-esque exclusivity rights with PlayStation, with Sony for this whole console generation that we've seen raids be held over on PlayStation for month plus at a time when new stuff drops, uh, you know, certain content is paywalled behind, or certain content is walled behind, you know, the PlayStation market. They've had that Activision has had that, you know, deal with PlayStation that they've kept it, you know, some content on PlayStation only with destiny and destiny has been very much intertwined with, the playstation dna from at least a marketing standpoint there's been a ps4 pro even i believe that was uh you know a special edition but to me this is so cool and this is really indicative of how far bungie's come from where they were when they started with activision when they left microsoft and they signed their part or their publishing deal with activision for a 10-year deal ended up getting out of it and saying this isn't what we wanted destiny to become we're moving on we're doing something different and completely switching the narrative and becoming this you know leaving activision going out from under activision shadow and doing their own thing and being able to financially one support the game by themselves because of how much money they've made and how successful the franchise has become because of that but that they have complete creative freedom to do that and it shows to me that you know it's clear that you know Microsoft when owning Bungie said hey we want to we want you to keep making Halo games Bungie wanted to do something different and that something different was Destiny that they wanted to do Destiny but Microsoft didn't want that they wanted them to keep making Halo and understandably so but there was a separation for there and clearly from what we've heard it wasn't on the best terms so seeing something like this is really good because you see that there are still long-term people within that company like Lou Smith obviously being one of the big notable ones, the game's director, being a long-term Bungie employee and being somebody who is so intrinsically tied to the Halo series, especially from three on like, you know, it's really great to see something like that happen. And I don't want exclusivity deals or anything like that. That's, that's not what I, I don't, I want to, I want people to be able to play a game no matter what. So I wish people can play the last of us part two on Xbox. Like I just do. I wish people could play Halo on, you know, PS4. I don't really give a shit where you play it. Like, I'm just excited that people play games and this is such a cool thing because it just keeps making game pass one, such a big, big, big value and such really the hands down the best service in, in terms of value that's in gaming right now, hands down by a long shot by miles, but to be able to just jump right in, be included with this membership that, you know, destiny is one of the biggest games in the world that you're able to go right from the get go, like, and have a, all the content and not worry about, Oh, I'm yeah. It's a free to play game, but I'm paywall behind that. Oh, well I've game pass. I just fucking have everything. I can just jump into play. So like, right. to me, that was really cool seeing that. Um, what else? What was the other one? Oh, and then obviously too, I want to kind of touch on uh, before there's a couple other things too. I want to touch on, but just because I know how much you liked seeing that game when it showed up back in May's event, with like the third party and partner gameplay reveal with the Xbox that we did or that they did the medium from Bluebird team we saw the a new trailer for that it's coming holiday 2020 it says i believe it's going to be a console launch game um for the Xbox one or Xbox Series X i keep doing that i'll never i don't think ever get over it for a while um but it really and now actually seeing some hard gameplay from it what was really cool is showing that okay, they're going to be, it takes place in two different, basically, like, realities almost, and, like, like, it's split down the middle that you'll actually be playing two separate scenes at the same time in two different realities. Like, one in this, like, hellish landscape and one in the real world, and it's rendering all of that at the same exact time on the same exact screen. One, I just thought of, well, fuck, like, this is going to show, like, how good the cooling system in this in this game or in the Xbox Series X is, should be hopefully because it's going to be a fucking bear to make like to cool that thing down with how much it's going to be like humming trying to render both of those things in 4K 60 at the same time but uh, Mike would you think about that cuz I know you were high on that game uh, whenever we first saw it
1: um yeah i mean it, it's just really exciting to see some of like you know these games that you're really hyped about to kind of just see be announced or you kind of hear rumors and you just kind of get excited, especially with the work that has previously been done uh, by, by the team over at Bloober. Um, I'm just thrilled, you know, to kind of see some more concrete evidence of what they're working on. And that, that would, I mean, that's pretty much a blanket statement for, you know, the new outer worlds DLC uh, avowed uh, looks really good. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll touch on that, Um, but, like, a lot of these games, like Forza, I mean, Forza, I know that it's, uh, (laughs) I know that it's um, engine, you know, footage, but, like, a lot of these games, man, like, these teams are working really hard to get this work done, Mm -hmm. especially with everything that's going on, um, you know, with COVID and everything, I'm just really stoked that these uh, developers have been able to continue working and continue working on their games and the medium I mean I'm I'm psyched for it like mm-hmm. uh I just like I can't wait um to kind of take a break from Halo Reach and play the medium on stream basically like yeah. 8 hours of stream in Halo or not Reach 8 hours of stream in Halo Infinite and now I get to throw on the medium to close out close it out you know like I'm just I'm just thrilled with it um a- again it it looks incredible it looks to be just kind of what I'm I'm looking for in a horror type game. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, I'm just thrilled to finally see it to to come true. And especially with it still being due holiday twenty twenty, they're still holding to that. Um mm-hmm. again, won't be surprised if it's delayed, but you know, the fact that they are still talking about it coming out in holiday twenty twenty is really thrilling.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, for sure. Um yeah, so that's another one that's really high on my list. Uh Everwild looked great. Just kind of running through Tetris. Tetris, yeah. I was actually really surprised to see Tetris effect come over after being such a smash hit over on specifically on in PlayStation's ecosystem and more specifically on their VR Uh, Tetris effect is such a huge fucking game under PlayStation VR seeing the non-VR version obviously come over to Xbox get a new branded edition called connected which has new uh, co-op co-op and competitive multiplayer modes. Uh, and you can play them online, locally, everything like that. That's coming holiday 2020. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a console launch exclusive, if I remember correctly. Um, the gunk from SteamWorld, uh, the creators of the SteamWorld franchise, SteamWorld Dig 2, specifically, is one of my favorite indie games of all time. So, as soon as I saw that, as soon as I saw Image and Form, I was like, yep, I'll at least try it. If it's Especially, if it's coming to Game Pass, I'm for sure going to fucking try it. Um, you know, anything that image and form put out i'm instantly interested in um crossfire x the single player that's being developed by remedy like Remedy's one of Remedy's like like their a team is developing the single player for crossfire x the trailer that we got for that actually looks fucking great like i i know that the multiplayer beta that was put out was not very well received um most people got a meh at the highest um, but the single player for it looks fucking sick. Like mm-hmm. it looks like a rem. It looks like a remedy game. It has so many control vibes to it. It looks. L- it reminds me almost of one of the newer generation Fast and Furious movies, but just looks like it's going to have a much better. It's going to have much better dialogue and writing to it, um, which is great. Like it looks like almost like a Hobbs and Shaw type of like action game or action movie-esque, like popcorn blockbuster just with better writing to it. So yeah. really excited about that. Um, great to see Undead Labs putting out State of Decay 3. Um, I've always wanted to get into the State of Decay franchise. Mike Collins, actually, he was in chat, one of the people in chat talking to me. He was like, it's a game franchise that is always ends up getting installed on my onto my hard drive and I uninstall it for space. Like I have the desire to play it. But I never get around to play it. And I kind of have that same feeling because I do like games like Seven Days to Die and things like that. And that very much fills some of those voids that are in there. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm just happy to see that team now being in Microsoft, fully owned First Party Studio, actually getting the funding to, you know, go through and actually keep making projects like that and probably make that project a much bigger, you know, funding Overall, now being a fully-owned Microsoft um, first-party studio. So, uh, it was, like you touched on, DLC for the Outer or for the Outer Worlds that was coming. I actually didn't expect that. I figured it would be, we were going to see maybe, before even Avowed, like, maybe something in that world again, because it was, the Outer Worlds is relatively a smaller title compared to a lot of other RPGs, but, you know, it's... It, It's cool that we're getting DLC with that, which is cool. Um, So I'm not against it. I'll try it, especially it's coming to Game Pass. I'll fucking try it. I need to finish the Outer Worlds first and foremost. I did like it, but kind of got burnt out at some point. I'd like to get back to that. But um, tell me why finally got a release date for that. I've been really high on that game too because I'm such a huge fucking fan of Dontnod. Dontnod Entertainment Mm -hmm. is one of my favorite developers with Life is Strange. Um, I'm super excited for that. It's also touching on a lot of really, really important uh social and just different things going on in our lives that are real stories that people need to or real elements to the story i know it's about like having kind of supernatural powers and stuff obviously not that but more so I'm talking about dealing with, you know, transgender rights and things like that, like real applicable things that are going on in our world right now that need, those stories need to be told and need to have a voice because those things are real and happening and we need to talk about them and how they, you know, people who are transgender have rights and whatnot. So, um, you know, I'm excited to play through that because the message looks great and I'm really excited to, you know, just experience that narrative, uh, you know, writing and, the narrative voice, I guess, is what I'm looking to get from Don't Nod because I just love everything that's Life is Strange and, uh, you know, they can do no wrong in my book. Um, and then lastly, too, uh, well, we got some stuff about Hellblade, 2 just saying, hey, it's going to be set in Iceland. Cool. I was hoping to see some gameplay trailer uh, for it, but I guess Hellblade's a little bit farther off than people are expecting. Um, but the one game that I really did want to, like, just kind of before we start wrapping it up here, Avowed. So that was Obsidian's third project that they had in the works outside of obviously the Outer Worlds and the DLC that's now coming with that. That team's working on that. Grounded, a small team is working on that. This is the other project that was in the works from Obsidian, which Mm -hmm. really for the longest time, people obviously were expecting it's going to be some kind of RPG. But it looks like it's trying to fill that elder scrolls void that we're not getting it's a first person fantasy game and, and i'm all here for it yeah i'm all here for it and like coming from the developers of pillars of eternity which is a game in a franchise that i've always wanted to get into and just never have for some reason i don't know why i've always wanted to but just never have pulled the trigger on it it's taking place in that world it's set in eora which is like the fancy world that Um, pillars of eternity takes place in which i didn't realize during all this i even said on stream i'm like i kind of hope it's not in pillars of eternity because i want something completely fresh and new that not that i don't want my xbox game studios to be the home of pillars of eternity by any means but i want something unique to xbox game studios that's like okay they came here, and they made this, and this is an Xbox franchise now. Like, that you don't associate with anything else but Xbox. I was hoping to get that. But, you know what? This can still be that, because that part of it seems to be on the back burner. It seems to be more focused on, this is a wholly new story. This is something unique that we're looking to tell with this. And Avowed looks fucking great. They already have, you know, first-person, dual-wielding, one with magic, one with sword. You know, I, which is how I play most elder scrolls games i usually go one-handed with one-handed uh combat with uh focus on um like recovery and focus on like healing and things like that that's usually how i play so i'm excited for that that spoke right to me um mike anything else really that stuck out before we kind of wrap it up go into party chat and then close out the episode
1: um not Not too much. Uh, You've done a really good job uh, as far as covering kind of what I was looking at. Um, I pretty much... I thought the Warhammer 40,000 game looked pretty interesting. Um, Mm I'm interested to see what they do because a a four-player co-op game is like right up my alley. I love co-op games, as you know, because you play them with me. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that game. Uh, If That's like the only one I just feel like maybe we didn't really discuss too much but mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot to discuss cuz again it's just kind of it looks like it's going to be some type of like zombie shooter survival game which is going to be awesome uh again another situation where the left for dead franchise uh left a huge void and it hasn't been filled properly since so hopefully that game will kind of step in admirably in in the absence of a left for dead 3 and mm-hmm. valve one day will make it uh it's just
0: Well they at least the team Turtle Rock who originally made left for dead now is on their own and doing back for blood which is a spiritual successor for that right we're gonna get something from them it's just not going to be from valve and it's like very tongue-in-cheek but so at least get that void filled but yeah eventually valve is going to just like eventually one day valve is going to make another portal it may be in the fucking uh, world of vr but we're going to get another portal at some point so um but yeah man it's overall i i like i said i give this i i there's more positive than negative take away from it obviously we're very critical of halo because it's such a franchise that we're so intrinsically tied to and drawn to because of our history and our love for it um and like i said it's sometimes like kill your babies type of thing where it's like man you love this but i can't have that because of that and whatnot it's just we love this franchise, we want to see it do well, we want we want it to have the impact that it's had on so many people, to have it on so many more people in another generation of it, you know, so I'm all for Evolution, and it seems like they're trying to do some things, we'll see how they pay off, but overall, the event in general, I'm still very high on it, there were a few slow spots, a few negatives, but overall, I think there was Substance. It just didn't necessarily have that one big wow moment that I think a lot of people were expecting. Um, I even said, you know, this may be the place that we see Starfield at, um, and because of how you know intrinsically tied Xbox and Bethesda are to each other through marketing, you know, even recently with Fallout seventy six. So, you know, who knows? But we didn't see that. But we it, they uh, Matt Booty did say that we are going to be hearing more about Xbox Game Studios titles later this year so i'm expecting we're going to get another you know game showcase it may be like you know maybe not a six month type thing but who knows we may get you know hey we're gonna have one in you know july or whatever and then right before launch we're gonna get get you one to set the you know hey you know what's coming at launch here's a reason why to invest in this you know for the next two years or whatever um so it's exciting to know all that but mike let's end the party chat before we wrap up the episode this week if you're new to the show party chat it's a segment we used to do quite a while ago i mean god we've been doing this show for well over a year now that you know we used to take viewer questions from you but we're going to twist it around a little bit so we're going to propose one question each week at the end of the show that we want to discuss could be as simple as you know what's your favorite story beat of a game or what have you been playing during quarantine or it could be more in depth as to why the negative stigma around gaming still exists and after answering that question ourselves we'll kick it over to you to tweet your responses or send in your responses to the question over on our Twitter or email, and we'll read some of those responses the following week. So, last qu- last week's question, when Adam was here, was asked, in the same vein as Marvel's Spider-Man with Sony, if Marvel came to Microsoft to license one of their characters as an Xbox console exclusive, which character would you like to see, and which first-party studio would you like to see handle its development? And, we got a lot of good answers, but I went with Altered, ti- altered underscore Tigers saying... Though they aren't first-party studio, eighth first-party studio, sorry, I'd love to see Platinum do a Wolverine game for Xbox, Platinum being the developers of Bayonetta and um, the like with, uh, what was the other one they just did? Oh, Astral Chain with Nintendo. So, not first-party, but he said, but in terms of first-party, I'd like to see the initiative take on Doctor Strange. You would need a lot That's of money cool. to take on that. Yeah. And a lot of effects. So I feel like the initiative has that budget to take on something like that. But hey, we didn't see the initiative. We'll probably see them later this year. So fingers crossed, who knows? You may Ultra Tiger, you may find out. That may be the case. I didn't get
1: to uh I didn't get to answer, but yeah, let's
0: hear it. Let's hear
1: it. I would actually just reading this question, I would go to a legacy studio. I would go to uh, Team Ninja mm-hmm. and I would have Team Ninja do the Black Panther. I think that they dope. could do – I think that they could do something pretty special with stealth and, and you know, they're used to making ninja games. So, uh-huh. I think uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, definitely. I said
0: – what did I say? Oh, yeah. I said Double Fine, the makers of, or the developers of Psychonauts, who are now first-party studio. I'd like to see them take on Ant-Man. So, we got some okay. pretty good – we got some pretty good answers um, out of it. And Adam – what did Adam say? He said – I can't remember who he said but a thor game that's somewhat like an rpg-esque almost akin to an elder scrolls or something like that but leaning more into the melding of sci-fi and norse myth- mythology if you want to however you say it um been talking a lot today i've been on camera now or recording for almost like three hours talking non-stop so we're getting to the end my voice is hanging <laughs> in there we're, we're getting through there so let's go one thank you ultra tiger for writing in and as always you can write in to this question that we're going to propose right now this week's question mike do you see the xbox elite controller still being a viable accessory through the life of the xbox series x so we know that it will be supported xbox or microsoft has said hey your xbox one controller just your standard one you can bring that forward with you you could use it on the xbox series x just like your xbox elite controller you can bring that forward both the first one and the second one you're you can bring them forward so do you think those premium controllers will still be a viable option moving forward th- by the end of the generation, say?
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, when you have a controller that has the paddable, the paddles and the customiz- customization opportunities that mm-hmm. the Elite has, I definitely think it'll be viable. Um I know that a lot of people are going to be playing on PC, but people are still going to, like, I imagine Halo would still be maybe better on a controller, so... I see the Elite lasting uh, simply just because you can always change the paddles and change the buttons at which you kind of assign those paddles, which is really cool. I loved my Elite controller when I had it. I wish it didn't break, break, but things happen, you know?
0: Yeah, definitely. I I definitely think so, too. I think there will always be a market for, especially, once again, leaning into how Microsoft is handling their generations moving forward and being more PC-like and having that... Just like with PC gaming. Hey, you can get the, you know, 50 billion different keyboards. You can get 50 billion different mice, monitors, whatever, you know, like there's so much more customization and more, so much more accessibility options with that, that them leaning into that PC gaming model only makes sense moving it forward. Um, I think it's just continuously going to be something that's supported to a degree. Now, whether we're on the elite controller four or five by then, who the hell knows, but, um, it's something. It's something I've wanted to invest in, especially the newer one, because uh, I heard it's, you know, kind of improved a lot of the flaws of the first one. So, I I eventually I think will get one, but um, you know, I definitely see them supporting that for a long time. Um, I I just I wouldn't be shocked, and especially with Sony even coming out with the the uh, paddle support that it's an attachment that you can buy for your PlayStation Four controller that plugs in. At the bottom, into like the microphone jack type area, and it has two or it has two sets of paddles on the back that are programmable. That like that came out after the Elite controller was out, after scuffs have been out. Like they see that market there, and it's an official licensed Sony one, it's from Sony, like direct from Sony. So you know, they realize, okay, this is a market we need to get into, and you know, Microsoft is lucky to have that foothold already in there with that moving forward because people are always going to want you know premium products like that when it comes to gaming and the best fidelity and whatnot and accessories are no uh you know no different whenever it comes to that so mike i think that's going to do it for this episode this week why don't you tell people where they can find you on the interwebs to talk about everything regarding the xbox games showcase and all of that and you know just where they can talk to you about video games in general
1: yeah, you can find me on Twitter at T-O-Y-S-X-L-D-I-E-R and on Twitch at MP underscore Toy soldier. Uh, just stop by, swing by, tell me uh, that I'm wrong about Halo Infinite or <laughs> tell me that I suck at Halo or tell me I'm a jabroni, whatever uh, floats your boat. Where can they find you at, Travis? Before I do that, like
0: always, we would, I'm sure, gladly welcome to be wrong about everything negative we've said about Halo yeah, when the game comes out. that would be out. great. That would be fucking great. Trust me, we want. to I would to love succeed. for you guys
1: to tell me, I would love for you guys to come on the show and tell us that you told us so.
0: Right, yes, that'd be a good thing. So, uh, but as always, I am your host, Travis White, a.k.a. Travelers on most internet platforms, including Twitter at Travelers underscore, that's T R A V L E S S underscore. You can also find me streaming monday wednesdays and saturdays on twitch.tv slash underscore see that now i have a schedule and that's a schedule i'm holding to for now and also pimping that wednesdays we do let's plays and we're starting with halo and we're doing every halo played and ranked up until infinite's release so that's every wednesday 5 p.m eastern 2 p.m pacific over on twitch.tv slash underscore and if you want to play some games with me some good old video games man you can go over on xbox live or any real source but specific to the show xbox live it's just regular travelists, t-r-a-v-l-e-s-s and this ladies and gentlemen has been your newest episode of the game pass game cast your weekly go-to podcast for all things xbox xbox game pass and pc gaming including news rumors and conversations around them damn good video games you can catch new episodes of the show when they drop each and every friday morning on youtube apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify soundcloud all other major podcast services so be sure to subscribe to us rate us review us follow us all that jazz wherever you get a podcast that and follow us on twitter at gpgc podcast stay up to date with everything regarding the show video games like and our dope giveaways that being said thank you so much everyone for listening sharing and being a part of our growing community game on wash your fucking hands listen to the doctors black lives matter and we will see you next week